ADD cast number 28 You are listening to the podcasting stylings of Paul Fisher, T. Morris, and Martha Holloway. We are recording in Imagine That Studios, the new and improved and deathly quiet. Imagine That Studios. I just want to do this right now. Let's just sit here. (laughs) Welcome to my world. (laughs) Because, you know... 30 seconds of radio silence, that's what it's all about. I tell you, though, but that, that you know, this has got to be... All right, let me go on ahead and backtrack for your listeners, Paul. Yeah. Why I had this sudden... Oh, by the way, this is the other thing. I'm within the flight pass of not one, but two, count them, two airports. There's the Manassas Municipal Airport, where Sky Captain always comes, you know, flying by so he can get to his world of tomorrow. And then there's uh, the Dulles Airport. So, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you know, but... Um, Basically, Paul has been, I don't want to say you've been on my back, but you've been on my, you've been on me about the noise Maybe issue. Maybe on your side. Maybe on my side. Just, yeah. just, kind of, just kind of poking me on my side poke, poke. about, about the noise issue and uh, the, the background noise issue of, of, uh, of my, of my podcast. And I never heard them until that rat bastard, Steve Ely. <laughs> and he is a rat bastard. He's a rat motherfucker. Bastard. Oh, is it, it is it is it Steve Ely versus Paul's Steve bank account? Steve Ely's bank account. <laughs> the pod pusher. <laughs> Steve basically has been on this this kick about how you know you know. Uh, let's see if I can do my best uh, Steve Ely impersonation. When you want to improve your studio, you don't necessarily have to get a really nice microphone. Instead, why don't you get yourself a good pair of headphones? Just get yourself a good pair of headphones. If you're gonna invest, you need to invest in a good <laughs> pair of headphones. And I, I he does a better impression. I know. Well, and I always thought, but I always thought that, that that was sort of a myth until I had some birthday cash to burn, and I went on ahead and I got myself this this lovely this lovely boom mic, which I'm now currently playing with. That's so going hell on the levels. Um, but I figured, you know, I might as well go on ahead and upgrade. Well, the other reason why I wanted to upgrade was because I was. Cr- Packing up one of my one of my mobile uh, podcast rigs, and I had those collapsible headphones. You know those Radio Shack specials for like twenty bucks. Snapped in two in my hand because it wasn't folding properly, and I was yeah. like, "Well, this is my excuse to get a good set of headphones now." And I got myself the ATH D40FS studio phones from Audio Technica. Can you say that ten times fast? I don't want to try because I've been drinking Dogfish Head. Um, <clears throat> so I, I I I fire up. Yeah. You fire up your motorcycle. <laughs> fire up the motorcycle. That's for you, Karen from California. And I'm I, I fire up record on Soundtrack Pro and all I could hear was this in the background. And I'm like, oh my god, Paul is right. And, and see, I the first time I came in here, he had the computer running. I've done the same thing in my studio where we put the computer in the closet to get rid of the fan noise completely mm-hmm. and all I could hear was the fan noise and I've been I've been uh, yelling at you for a while that you know when I really crank the volume up on his stuff 
all I could hear was that fan noise, and it just it bugs me. And that's why. Me. And you see that, but that that was why I didn't really take Paul's comment seriously because one, I didn't hear it. Then again, I was using. $30 headphones. And the second reason was because I'm not cranking up the sound, you know? It's not my my podcast is not necessarily one that you I would think you would want to crank up the sound on unless you really are in love with my voice. Thank you, Paul. Um <laughs> See, I, I've been meaning to tell you. <laughs> so, um so Paul came up with the idea, well, T, you got a closet here. And at that time it wasn't really my closet, but that's another story for another podcast. And Yes, but the person that was in the closet finally came out. Yeah, finally, yes, yes. Uh, thank you, Senator. Um, and um, and I uh, um, and so I moved everything. And by the way, that's Serena in the background, of course. Yeah, Serena wants to podcast. Aww. Is she at the door? Okay, open up the door. Oh, go ahead and open up the door. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does baby want to come in here and podcast? This is, Come this on is in. our first uh, first yeah. underage podcaster. You want to sit with me? You want to sit with Daddy? Oh. There's the microphone. Oh, there's the microphone. Serena, you know what to do with the mic. Or better yet, there? we got the boom mic. Serena. Yeah. Ooh. Serena. Ooh. Now she goes shy because she knows shy. because we know she knows that we're recording now. Yeah. So, um, but so we decided that that uh, so when Paul said that we should move the 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 computer into the closet, I was like, that's kind of weird, isn't it? And then I ran it across Natalie, and she said, that sounds like a great idea. (laughs) So, I spent the entire day, basically, and of course, the office is a wreck, um, but I've spent the entire day getting... You know, all the stuff together, moving stuff around, I've got to find find a place not for the boombox... But, man, the difference is night and day. Of course, now all the traffic is out now. So, <laughs> Yes. Well, you know, you'll have to go and put your spike strips down in the street before you start podcasting. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. Uh, Well, that'll take care of the traffic. And uh, I would also suggest investing in the local tire dealer. Well, actually, my, um, my, 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 my wife actually bought me on eBay an on-air sign. Oh. And I'm actually tempted to hang it up in the window and then on. turn it on every time I'm recording, so that when people will find, you know, figure out why I'm, you know, putting spikes out by the road, I go, "Look, see that? It's on. You know what that means? I'm on." So that's right. You know, knock it off. But anyway, yep. yep. You went down. Are you tired? You tired? Huh? Come over here. Yeah, there we go. Did you want to say hi? Come on. What? what? No, you're being shy now. Yeah, now, now that we're recording, Serena's being shy. <laughs> so, what are we drinking tonight uh, in, in 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 lieu of the child? And no, the child is not drinking. It's just it's just it's just uh, just the boys here. Uh, uh, well, while you unzip your uh, wetsuit, there, I'm going to. Are you are you caught, Serena? She sure is. She's trying to Oops. climb out without actually all the While you're doing that, before we go and, and announce. That we we really ought to try this one more time and see if it crashes the cell phone again because it crashed the cell phone a minute ago. Yeah. Yeah. The first drink of the day. The first drink of the day. The first drink of the day. <laughs> the first drink of the day. That's right. It is once again time for the first drink of the day. Um, and I've earned this, and I'm going to have a stogie afterwards. Oh, and baby's dancing to the to the music, isn't she? She um, sure is. 
I am having from Dogfish Head uh, from Dogfish Head Brewery Pumpkin Ale. It is a full-bodied brown ale brewed with real pumpkin brown with real pumpkin brown sugar, allspice, cinnamon, and nutmeg. Uh, and Paul, what exactly are you drinking? I am having the Dogfish Head Raison d'Entre, or even Raison d'Etre. Even, even, even that. It is a deep mahogany ale brewed with Belgian beer sugars, green raisins, and a sense of purpose. Not a senseless porpoise, but a sense of purpose. And I have to say, this is an excellent, excellent beer. Oh, baby. Goodness gracious. Goodness. Now, just because we're having alcohol does not mean we're giving the child alcohol, and that's not why she's crying. She's she's well, she's probably crying because she sees that we're enjoying this. And but I'm here to say, Serena, not until you're 22. So there you go. Cheers. Um, so here's the weird dichotomy of this. I tried raisin de ton. How did you pronounce it again, Martha? Raison d'être. Raison d'être. Gesundheit. Let me pronounce that clearly. Yes. Let me pronounce that clearly for you folks who don't speak French. Raison d'être. Raison d'être. Well, (laughs) I tried the raison d'être, and I thought it was okay, but that's got to be the first dogfish head that I haven't really taken to. That I have. I didn't really just go wabba wooba. I just kind of went. I I didn't care for it. The pumpkin ale, on the other hand, this is a fine. This is a fine brew. I really enjoyed it. That's not the pumpkin ale that I was that we tried. Oh, we tried the, uh, this other pumpkin ale that's a seasonal that seems to show up in Trader Joe's or uh, or Freshfields from Dogfish Head. No, different. different ah, brewery. that's the difference. Different brewery. Okay. And Martha and I each took a swallow of it, and then we tried to pawn the rest of the five, the <laughs> rest of the six pack. Off on somebody else. Anyone. 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 <laughs> I, I, we weren't even willing to cook with it. And, they, and this stuff is what? back at Not even to cook with it? It was no. bad? Oh, boy. Wow. It Because usually if it's a bad brew, you can still cook with it. That's something I've noticed. I would not cook with it. It was that bad. It wow. Was, it, I don't know if it, I just wasn't all in with that the, the beer thing at that time. Serena. Or, <laughs> Okay. So oh. <laughs> and this little girl likes sitting in my lap. She's she is not a shy individual. I no, mean, not at all. She's you should have seen her in the Outer Banks. <sighs> we were in the Outer Banks and we were at Body Island, and that's where one of the uh, famous lighthouses of the Outer Banks were, and uh, it still is, as a matter of fact. And there's a random group of octogenarians, we shall say, uh-huh. and they're walking in, they're doing the tour thing. Serena walks right up to one of them and goes, eh, holds her arms on and goes, eh, picks up one. She sees someone else, holds her arms on, eh. They literally were playing pass around the Serena. And we're just watching her going, she's working this crowd. Yep. She's just working this crowd like a pro. You know, give her another year or two and you could probably teach her to pick their pockets while, while she's at it. That's what we're planning because, I mean, yeah. you know, we got to put this kid through college somehow. She'll come away with, you know... Fifty or sixty thousand dollars, and then you just blame it on her uncle. Yeah, and yeah, now, Uncle Paul. Uncle Paul <laughs> taught her how to pick pockets. Uncle Paul. It's all his fault. Oh, you see the lights on Soundtrack Pro going up and down when you talk, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's at times like this I wish it was a vidcast. You know, she's been on. She's been on my own podcast, uh, The Survival Guide to Writing Fantasy, www.tmorris.com, yeah. and. Um, uh, and uh, she she just she loves she loves podcasting. She she's like a 
Oh, that's what you were looking at. You were looking at the sparkly box, weren't you? Well, sparkly boxes are nearly as much fun as watching things go up and down. That's true. That's true. Little yeah. lights go up and down. What? What? Yep. Oh. And Ooh. now she's in daddy's lap. Yep. Do I get a kiss? Mwah! That's... Ooh! Ooh! What? <laughs> this is our new thing. We were uh, watching a special on King Tut, and they were doing all this stuff about, uh, you know, the, they were they were doing a, um, uh, a, uh, an MRI mm-hmm. on King Tut's tomb. And they were doing the computer graphics, showing the different layers of what they were scanning. So what happens... She sees this, and she's just going, Woo, what is that? Woo, what is that? And over and over and over again. And to a point where we were like, okay, it was cute the first three times. But after a while, hon, okay, we realize you're impressed with it. Come on. Move on to something else. But, hey, for a two-year-old, she's got great taste in television and in podcasting. That's what I got to say. But, no, she does not listen into winging it. She does not. Oh, you got to email that to me. I will. You got to email that to me. We have a, a little video clip, and, and with T's permission, we'll put that put that in. By all means, that, that there's a reason why they call me Kathy T. Gifford. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I should send you for, uh, for for the blog post the picture that I that that um, of the monogrammed uh, T-shirt we got for Serena. On the front, it says "Buy My Daddy's Book." <laughs> and on the back, it says www.teamwars.com. That's my kid, baby. That's my kid. So, anyway. What? Cat. cat. Yes, cat. cat. That is a cat. That is a cat. Yeah. That's a pretty cat. Yeah. You know, I find it funny. I can, I can never get Natalie to come in here and podcast with me. I can get Serena. I can even get my mother-in-law. I can't get Natalie to come in here and podcast. She's the only person in the house that's not podcasting. I don't know what to do. I think what I need to do is get some wine. In, not, Natalie's not a beer drinker, but she's definitely a wine drinker. Get some wine in her, loosen her up. Then we come in here and we start podcasting. That's what I think. That that would work. <laughs> but, you know, so, just like Serena, I mean, she might just freeze in front of the microphones. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Serena's yeah. really frozen in front of this well, microphone. She, she did when she first came in. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Well, let me ask you, Martha. Did you take to this right away? or I mean, which one of you guys actually started this whole podcast? I did. Honey, it's audio. Pointing (laughs) (laughs) just doesn't help the... uh, You mean this is not a visual medium? What are you talking about? No. I I, I swear, I feel like... I was on his first podcast. Uh, That's okay. That's true. Yes. uh, His first podcast was a laundry cast. <laughs> that was that was my laundry going around and around and around in the dryer. <laughs> now I want to ask you two about this uh, this this particular thing. It came up at the PMEs, and I've just been rolling my eyes because um, apparent according to the lemmings of the Leo Laporte crowd, is that the pi- podcast mind control experiment? Yeah, where we're instead of calling it podcasting, we're going to call it netcasting. Net what do you guys think of that? Um. I think it's fine to tilt at windmills, and it takes someone <laughs> with Leo Laporte's. This is why I so dig podcasting stature and, and excellence. Leo, is, I, I love Leo to death, but um, I, I don't dig I don't dig netcast at all. I, we're stuck with podcast. We have two years of uh, the word becoming a meme. In, in well, it was the, the word of the, of the year. Public. It was the word of the year from the new Oxford Dictionary. Come I on. know. Well, I, I think what got him started was the belief that Apple was trying to trademark the word pod. Yeah. 
pod. Anything having to do with pod, and that anyone who used the word podcast was going to have to give it up. The podcast is falling. The podcast is falling. The podcast yes. is falling. And I don't see it. I don't. I don't believe that they that they that if you listen to Rob Walsh. Uh, that's a he, great. That's a great, a great episode. episode of podcast four one one on, uh, you know, on what Apple was actually trying to do with Serena, your their trademark. <laughs> and, and you know, it's it's one of those things. Like we were in Micro Center today, and they they asked me for my email address when I checked out, and I said no. And that was it. And a lot of times you, you'll you'll be checking out somewhere, and they'll ask you for your phone number or your address. Yeah, like Radio Shack. Most famously, Radio, Radio Shack. Crooks, Radio yes. Shack. Now wait a second. Now, come on, Radio Shack came through for me. They got they got they got the they they they, they got some stuff hooked up here, so we're good. Don't be touching. Good. Okay. Yes, but do they really need to know where I live? Not really. No. No, they no, just they want don't. to send you marketing literature. Which in some cases is okay because I mean you know BS, BSW wants my email address so they can send me a newsletter and you know what I'm okay with that. But they don't ask, do you want to be on our mailing list? While you're checking out, they say, can I have your address? Can I have your phone number? They don't and even say can I. They say, and your address is. Yeah, yeah. or I need your. And we actually had one Radio Shack that would not let Martha. Finish her transaction. Cash, tra- cash. cash transaction. That can't be right. Oh, it wasn't because yeah, I, I went in two say. minutes later and I oh. thought it didn't have a problem. It right. was the woman who was looking at Martha thought she could stare Martha down. Oh, that's a stupid thing to do. I know. I've never been in a situation to try to want to stare Martha down, and I've got this. The the way I sum up Martha, just to put her on the spot, oh, okay. is there's a there's a, a, a photograph that was taken at Balticon this year. Which had a hell, excuse me, Serena, a heck of a podcasting track, which I have been talking up. I have been talking up this year. I've been trying to get more podcasters to come out. There, are th- In my opinion, there are three events that podcasters need to think about if they want to promote their work and they want to promote themselves. Balticon, DragonCon, and the Portable Media Expo. Or, excuse me, New Media Expo. They're In that order. In that order. In that order. I mean, September, <laughs> September is... Yeah, and yeah. Serena seconds me on that. That's right. I mean, the the thing is that September is podcasting month, and a lot of yeah. people say, "Well, I can't do both because that's that's a lot of demands." Well, you know what? Balticon's in May. That's right. So I mean, you really don't have an excuse, you know, to to not do Balticon. But I mean, you know, uh, why not? That's my opinion. I mean, it's just. It, but but there's a picture of Martha taking a Balticon where she's fanning herself, and I'm sitting there going, you know, this describes Martha on so many levels. <laughs> I mean, confident enough that she feels like she just feels like she can fan herself in public and do all this, and then have her picture taken, and it looks good. And you're sitting there thinking to yourself, "This is a woman you did not want to trifle with, because she has got self confidence oozing out of every pore, kind of like this little girl that's climbing into my that's climbing into my my office seat right now. She's oozing all over the office. That and, yeah. and I'll, I'll I'll hint you all in that Martha's fan has got razors on the edge of it. Yeah, the whole Mortal Kombat thing. Let me try that again. What was that? Ow. <laughs> uh, what color is this? Red. Sally. Orange. 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 Yeah. Red. Orange. <laughs> All of a sudden, we're going from a beer cast ah. to like a Sesame Street cast. <laughs> yes. Yep. Kiss for Dad. Mwah. Ah, thank you. Thank you, baby. Oh. Oh. What? Right. Ooh. So now she's gonna go <laughs> climb around and go exploring yep. again. I have a whole, I have a whole suite of fans. This is actually, this is actually the longest 
Oh, oh, goodness. Whoops. This is the longest I think Serena's ever podcast with me. Red. Red. She's talking about the, the, the windscreen, if you're curious. So, but, but, so yeah, you don't want to trifle with Martha. You just don't want to trifle with Martha. Um, but, but, I mean, the, the thing about the whole, the whole net casting thing that just came up, I just, my, and I said this on Victor Cachiao's typical Mac user podcast, which yep. I got hooked up. I get, that's, oh, yeah. I'm currently, I'm, re- I'm recording the, oh, goodness. Yep. I'm recording, <laughs> um, the, uh, the Portable Media Expo wrap up for the survival guide. Yeah. And, uh, one of the podcasts that I appeared on was Victor Cachiao's <laughs> typical Mac user podcast. Red. Red. And one of the, one Tell of the, Rick. what was that? Charlie. Orange. This is orange. Red. Red. Point to orange. Say orange. (laughs) 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 You know, it's moments like this that I'm like, you know, I I love being a dad. I really do. But anyway, I was just going to say, but I had not subscribed to Typical Mac User until I met Victor at the Portable Media Expo. Terrific podcast, if it's on, in my opinion. Terrific podcast. Um, he's a member of Friends in Tech. And um, and we were talking about the whole, oh, hey, now we're podcasting in the dark. Um, <laughs> because Serena has found the light switch to my, to my fan. Um, so now it's going to be the sort of struggle. You guys aren't epileptic or anything, because she might no, actually. No, I, the no. point I'm getting at, eventually, yeah. thank you, Serena, <laughs> is that um, is that I've never podcast in the dark. This is kind of weird. <laughs> is um, we were talking about that that the impact of the word podcast. I mean, it just it, it just has Ow. yeah, it has a cadence to it. Podcast, but netcast. It, you know, there's very little power that comes out of a word that starts in your nose. You know what I mean? Right. Netcast. <laughs> you know, do you, what are you? Are you a podcaster? No, I'm a netcaster. It makes it. We are the podcasters who say net. <laughs> <laughs> We are the podcasters to say, Leo Laporte, woo! Netcast! I, I, I think Serena just said netcast. Did you say netcast? Serena? It sounded like you said netcast. What? Ooh. Now. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. Ooh. okay, okay. here we go. What's that letter? Um, oh. <laughs> and, oh. and what does that spell? Anna, <laughs> you know that, that's her word. Anna. No, uh, you know what? You, you know what? I think we need to take you to mommy. Okay? Can we take you to mommy? Let's take you to mommy. Be okay? Oh, whoa! And daddy, did you want another beer? Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll read beer you. I'll yeah, read beer. let's did do a little read beer. Did you want? Did you want another one? Did you want? Sure. Did you want a beer? Do you want? Do you want some? Uh, just regular like, something to drink. A beer would be fine. All right. Pumpkin ale. That would be fine. All right. Pumpkin. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Hey, Talk amongst yourselves. The information superhighway is closed. What are you talking about? Someone had the nerve to run a black hat op into my computers, Morgan. They hacked me, okay? But you can bet your sweet ass I will find them. I've got honeypot farms hidden behind UML kernel data packets and a first-generation honey net I personally programmed. My snort log lists, every visitor, every server request, every keystroke of this entire network. If I have to backhack his IP all the way to the frickin' Stone Age, I will find this son of a bitch, okay? So bye. 
Look, Hutchins, I'm not taking anything away from your success, so long as you know that you wouldn't be where you are if it weren't for me. I keep talking, Sigler, and maybe someone will actually buy what you're selling. Bottom line, Pally, I was podcasting before you even knew the ass end of a microphone. <laughs> really? Mr. Tectard? And who was the pioneer that posted the same podcast twice? Yeah, a real bonus episode if I ever heard one. Brother, I'll put my junkies up against your betas any day. Yeah? Yeah! Yeah? Yeah! Hey, uh, excuse me. What? Sorry, I couldn't help it, but over here. You guys, uh, Scott Sigler and JC Hutchins? Yeah. yeah. Scott Sigler, Earthcore, Ancestor, Da Rookie, and, um, da, da, what's that other one? Um, Infection? Yeah, didn't like that one so much. And you, J.C. Hutchins, with, with the, the, the Seventh Son, right? That's the series about the clowns. Clones. For the love of God. Oh, yeah, clones. That's right, with all the voices. <laughs> yeah. Dumbass. Well, I, I just wanted to make sure you guys were who you sound like you were. Yeah, I listen to podcasts. <sighs> oh, really? Yeah. Good friend of my family podcast. How proud you must be. Yeah. He's got a message for you. Happy Valentine's Day from T. Morris. The world's first podcast novelist is back. Billabub Battings in the Case of the Singing Sword. St. Valentine's Day, 2007. Yeah, Valentine's Day. You, uh, got a problem with that. Aww. Yeah, so the, Serena has been carted off to be brought to her mother. It's a, it's a very sad time. It's a sad time for girl. Yeah, she's she's had about as much podcasting as we can stand. But well, she is adorable. She is yes, adorable is the word. I think in the dictionary there is a a full color three foot by six foot picture. Of Serena. Yes, one more pass under the cable for the microphone, though, and we would not have one. Yeah, it, it's uh, we we just finished helping get T get get his whole setup all rigged. We stopped and picked up some cables for him so that he had you know everything that he needed, and he's still in the process of reorganizing. So you know we have this beautiful and lush, quiet studio, and uh, it's uh, in quite a bit of disarray. But I'm sure that that will be cleaned up soon. Yes, probably sooner than your studio. Uh, probably since uh, since uh, yeah, I have since a day you job. lack that gene. <laughs> I don't lack that gene. I T has a day job too, sweetie. <laughs> Sometimes he's a dad. Hello. He doesn't necessarily uh, Hello. have to have to that? you know use the day job as his excuse. So the little girl has gone and the little cat has come in. That's ah. Puck. Yeah, that's Puck. Uh, another raison, another raison, ra- don't. raison de, don't. Tra- de trois. De trois. Or <laughs> however you want to pronounce it. <sighs> raison d'être. 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 Which is, pronouncing this word is my raison d'être. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Puck? That's Puck. Hello, Puck. Puck has been with me for 15 years. And she's been with me through several girlfriends, uh, <laughs> several apartments, and she is a terrific cat. She is a terrific cat. 
An old cat. 15 mm-hmm. years old? Yeah. Yeah. Come here, hon. Yep. Come here. Well, thank you so much for providing us oh. with our our cat fix. Yes. Yes. We have two, and uh, there's there the the one cat is Nikki, and or there's one cat named Nikki, and she's she's a little standoffish. And then there's Puck, and to kind of put Puck in perspective, hang on a second. This let me see if this will, this will work. Oh yeah, she'll be twice as quiet as Serena. What about? This is thick. She's just got a really strong purr. That's something I've always liked about Puck. Uh, Do you want to go to your special... you want to go to your new hiding place? The tooth. He has to go under the desk. She's actually... Well, not not go under the desk, but she's going to... She's going to actually go... uh, She's going to go stand under the desk. (laughs) Maybe sit and possibly lie down. Well, she's trying to figure out where the computer is, because she's like, Dad, there was a computer here just a moment ago. Yes, a nice, lovely, warm computer. So what do you think of the pumpkin pumpkin ale? This is actually quite nice. See, that's the thing. I'm a big... I'm a big fan of Dogfish Head. I mean, the only beer I've ever had of theirs that I didn't like was the Raisin. Because, and I think it was because it was just, it was just a little too rich for my taste. What do you think? I like the pumpkin. Yeah, pumpkin's good. Yeah. Well, the one I was showing, uh, the one I was showing Martha downstairs is called the uh, Chateau Jahal. and Phil Rossi and I had uh, had that, and that was such foofy beer. They actually had to serve it to us in a um, in a snifter, a little mini snifter. <laughs> but um, did you guys get a chance? Well, Paul, you were under the weather at Dragon Con, weren't you? Yes. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. Now, uh, okay, so this is like the first really new content that I'm recording after Dragon Con and after World Con and after vacation. And, and after you sound so good in my studio. Family stuff. <laughs> um, but. <clears throat> Where was I going with that? Well, you were talking about Dragon Con. Dragon yeah, Con. at Dragon Con, I, I, I just I felt awful the whole time and, and didn't realize it. And for I didn't a good realize it because... for a good portion of it. And I really have to thank Lori Menengay for ha- helping me out in just realizing that I was sick. Lori's good people. And well, I I wrote this really long, really detailed expose of what was going on inside my head. And it starts off with, hello, welcome to Nacho Burger, can I take your order? (laughs) (laughs) You like that one. I love that one. I love that more than the Tectard Olympics. Are you serious, man? I love that. That was great. You guys. This is Scott Sickler, and I never ordered the Nacho Burger combo. (laughs) His fans demand that he only eat the sandwich. (laughs) He's got some killer fans. He has some killer fans. Oh man! Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, so I, I wrote this this thing, and and um, uh, let's just say if I had actually released it, I would have Ringoed myself, as in John Ringo, and the essay that he has on his website, um, where although he's quite justified in his own opinions, really ought not to have shared them with the world because uh, the one person that I let listen to this. Um, to yours, to to mine. Um, re- it really told me in no, in no uncertain terms that it was not something that I needed to let out. And I, I wrote this thing. It, it's huge. It's forty five minutes long, and I wrote every last word of it. And there was then a read reply it. to Ringo's. Oh no no no! This was my own thing. This was before oh, I even oh, knew okay. about Ringo. And okay. and he pointed me 
at Ringo. He said, "This and is said, why. This is, go read <laughs> this, and then you will understand oh, what you are exactly the how, things you missed at RavenCon, man. Yeah, I'm telling you exactly <laughs> how large a caliber bullet you are about to fire into your foot. Yes. So that that audio and uh, and text file, while very cathartic for me, uh, has been consigned to the bin. There are there are. I mean, there was a um, there was a rant that I. It was part rant, part reply to my, um, I guess for the lack of a better term, my agent. I have an agent for the From Page to Stage workshop that I do with Lonnie Tupu from Farscape. And um, my... We need a bell. Yeah, thing uh, for, yeah. for 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 hey, well, it's not like I'm plugging the fact that we're going to be at Archon 2007 doing this, okay? Um, but <laughs> what city is that in? that's in St. Louis. Um, but anyway, but the point I'm getting at was that um, she fired off a real nasty gram to me uh, based on something that I did did unintentionally, and I got so fed up that I wrote this reply. And it was one of those replies that I had to read several times over because I knew that if I, if I hit send, I was going to regret it for the rest of my professional and private life. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I, um, I have not as yet read Ringo's Rant. I have it on my computer. And it's it's there waiting for me. I haven't heard he mentions me by name. Oh, yes, he does. And, and, and at the point where he mentions you... I pretty much turned bright red because his thing is that uh, if I re- if I'm remembering this correctly, that he expected you to back him up. Yeah, exactly. As if you knew that, that this, this was going to all going to happen. Yeah, and this is my thing about about John. I like John. I genuinely like John. I love his girlfriend, not because she's a hot. Well, okay, maybe it's because she's a hottie that helps, but. <laughs> The thing about about John's girlfriend Miriam, she is hot, she's a goth, and she is smart as a freaking tech, and she's not afraid to flaunt that. I respect I don't I don't necessarily respect sexy chicks, but sexy smart chicks? Oh hell yes, because I actually dated a chick who was smart and in high school. She was smart and she was sexy, but when we were in public, she always downplayed the smart. She acted like a, like a total ditz. And I remember turning to this girl and I said, why did you act like such an idiot? And she's like, well, I find I, I get more friends if I act more ditzy as opposed to being smart. I'm like, huh, that's a pretty dumb thing to do, isn't it? She broke up with me a week later. Don't know why. Anyway, so... Imagine that. Tell me about it. But so anyway, the point I'm getting at is that Miriam, Miriam flaunts her sexuality just as much as her smarts. And I respect the hell out of that. So... Um, props to Miriam. And I also like John. I like John a lot when he's not in front of people. When you sit down and you have a beer with John Ringo, he is a hell of a guy. And I like him a lot. When you get on a panel with him, or when you get into a public situation with him, I, I, I just got to keep asking myself, John, you're with Bain Books. I'm with Dragon Moon Press. I understand the pecking order. But you know what? You got no reason to be acting so insecure. What's the deal? I don't get it. I just don't get that. And then, and but but I have heard enough of the feedback from the article. I just I just shake my head and I go, John, what are you doing? It's not like he can. 
he's the kind of guy that's got the fans that no matter what he says, the fans will follow him into the fire. And I wish I had those kind of fans. But at the same time, I'm glad I don't have those fans because the fans that I do have, oh shit, they keep me honest. And and that's that's what I kind of wish John's fans would do. They would step up to the plate and go, John, dude, stop. (laughs) Just stop the monkeys, okay? Yeah, um... I, I, on one hand, I'm really glad that he's got that rant on his website. Mm. On the other hand... Um, Free speech, baby. It's a beautiful thing. It is. But uh, I, I mentioned it to a friend of mine uh, and uh, who, who actually runs a sci-fi con. And she went and downloaded it and read it. And, and basically he says, I don't, you know, I'm never going to do another con in Virginia again. As if... This one bad experience can be expanded to the entire state. Now you Virginia. know. Now you know what his schedule is in 2007, right? No, I don't. But but let me let me just finish. Okay. That I'll I'll, um, I'll, I'll yeah, back you. After reading that, I mean, I'll be there. I'll back you up. Yeah. <laughs> after reading that, she was like, "Well, he's never going to get an invitation to my convention." And and at that point, I really I had no idea who he was, and I mentioned this to another friend of mine, <laughs> and, uh, who also has you know works on sci-fi cons, and he's like. That name's familiar. Hold on, I'm reading one of his books. You know, right. it's just like right. this is somebody who knew who he was, and he's like, "God, I, you know, I love this book." Sounds like he really had a bad day, and it just the ability for someone who can affect his career to pick that up and see only the negative, especially if they don't know him. Uh, you know, is it, something that you know could hurt him. But well, probably not. Probably not because he is so. First off, he's one. He has become probably the second biggest. When it comes to Bane books, in my opinion, there are three players. There's of course Mr. Weber, you know, right. Mr. David Honor Harrington Weber. Okay, then you got. Uh, uh, actually, I'm sorry, four players. You got Weber, Flint, Drake, and Ringo. They're the big four. Now, I've only read... This is the only problem I'm having like with this boom mic. You, know, you kind of like the Beatles. Yeah. Well, the, if that's the case, that means that when Spencer is the fifth Beatle. Because okay. that's the only book I've ever read from Bane Books, which is Tinker. And I love Tinker. I freaking love Tinker. I don't think that's necessarily because it was published by Bane Books, but because of when Spencer wrote it. And, and let me point out that one of the places Wen got her start was at Balticon. Right. I mean, Wen's good people. Wen's, she, Wen, she Wen's really great is. people. Had, yeah. We had breakfast she, or lunch yeah, with her one she, day. Her, like, well, she won the Compton Crook Award. Yeah, when she when she had her first book out. Yeah, yeah. Alien Taste. Alien Taste. We 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 walked in and she was sitting by herself, you know, grabbing lunch as you do, but you know, between panels at Balticon. Yep. And room at a table. We said, "When if we sit down with you and and uh, introduced ourselves." When is such good people? I she mean, really she's is. such good people. But um, the the um. The funny thing about first off, the thing about Ringo's schedule, you know, I'm never doing a con in Virginia again. He's coming to MarsCon in January in Williamsburg, Virginia. That's a relaxicon. I mean, there's barely 200 people through the door, mm-hmm. and Ringo's coming to that as a guest. He is also coming to Technicon. He's the guest of honor there, and the the fans of Ringo won't care. Now, me. I'm going to be like, you know, John, you you put your balls on the plate when you said, I'm never doing a Virginia con again. 
should you have said, I'm never going to a Virginia con again unless they make me a guest of honor? You know what I mean? I mean, if I say I'm never doing a con again, I mean it. I'm never doing a con again. No offense against Sam. I like Sam Lubell a lot. And I don't know if he listens to this podcast or not. But I will never be doing Capclave again. And I don't mind. And it's not, it's not the second beard that's making me say this. I will not do Capclave again because of the treatment I got. Not from the staff of Capclave. They were good people. Not from Sam. He's great people. It was the people that they invited to the convention. The guests were absolutely intolerable. And I have, as you all know, I have zero tolerance for elitism. Absolute zero tolerance. Because you got a byline and maybe you're with a bigger house. Does not mean you pay different for your cup of coffee at Starbucks as I do. Or Panera, since I'm not really a big fan of Starbucks. <laughs> but the point I'm getting at is... And Panera has free Wi-Fi. And they got... I never understood that. What is up with Panera giving free Wi-Fi, and then down the way, there's Starbucks, and they're charging people for it? It's real simple. It's real simple. It makes no Star- sense. Starbucks got there first, and they, they went... They didn't want to handle it themselves, and they went out, and they... Uh, and they, they contracted with T-Mobile. And it's probably a multi-year contract. That's very hard for them to get out of. And every other business owner looked at how many people were sitting in Starbucks with their laptops and said, it cost me $100 a month to to get a business class DSL line and $100 to buy a router. That's a one-time fee. And I'm going to make more than $100 a month to offset the cost of that DSL line if I give this Wi-Fi away. Right. And Starbucks We're is not- so huge, they they really can't do it. But but Starbucks is so huge, they could say to T-Mobile, "Look, charge us extra, so we can or, offer this so up that for we can free, order this, or or even discount it." Yeah. But it's like ten, your only option is like six dollars for the first hour. I'm sorry, fuck X that. X dollars a minute, you know, X cents uh-uh. a minute. Or ten dollars for the day, or go or, down to Panera, which is just which is just down the side at the end of the end of the sidewalk, which has got better coffee and better bagels, and you can sit sit down and enjoy your Wi-Fi with really good coffee and really good bagels. That's what I got. I actually like Starbucks coffee. I'm not a big fan of Starbucks coffee. Yeah. This I is the problem. See, see, Martha, you've never, you've never sat in yeah. a studio with the two of us. This no, is no. what happens. Yeah. We'll start on yeah. one tangent and go somewhere else. Yeah. Well, no. I've sat in a, in a studio with Paul. I know oh. what ADD is. <laughs> <laughs> you have no clue. Um, actually, um, I like caribou coffee coffee better than uh uh, caribou Starbucks. coffee is very nice. Yeah, I like caribou, caribou coffee. Is very I do nice. like caribou coffee. I haven't tried the Panera yet. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm a big fan of Panera. I'm but, a big fan yeah. of Panera. The Starbucks, free Wi-Fi? Well, Starbucks, love it. Starbucks coffee to me is a little bitter. They're roast. It's, it's, it's too harsh. It's too harsh. But And speaking of too harsh, we can now bring it back to Ringo. Um, <laughs> smooth. Thank you. With a capital Thank smooth. That's why they got me writing for Wiley Publishing, That's baby. Right. You know, yeah. the whole podcasting for Wiley. dummies. Because uh, I'm, I'm a Wiley bastard. <laughs> I'm so fast and wily. Um, not directly. Wily coyote. Wily coyote. Super genius. Super genius. <laughs> I just like the way that sounds. Wily wily coyote. Super genius. Back to Ringo. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and now the thing is, Ringo 
would love the fact that we're talking him up. Oh, I'm sure he would. And because we're getting him traffic, we're getting him, we're getting people going. Well, let's find out more about this guy. But you know that this is as far as um, my my friend Corey is concerned. He's like one of the best military sci-fi writers. A lot of people say that about. That's him. out there right. A lot now. of people say that about. Him. And I I have yet, and I, I I do I do want to read one of his books. However, comma, I've got Mount TBR. And at the top of Mount TBR, at the summit of TBR, is this guy named Sawyer. Have you heard of this guy? I understand he's supposed to be pretty good. Rob Sawyer. Oh, that's his first name. Rob, yeah. Listens to my podcast. Get the fuck out of here. He is the nicest guy. I walked up to him and, and, and asked which, if I could one? get in. Rob Sawyer, you listen to the Balticon podcast. You listen to the, well, the Balticon podcast. Yeah, I don't know if he listens to this one or not. Well, you know he's going to. He knew who I was when I when I asked him for an interview at Worldcon. You know he is the guest of honor at Ravencon. Yes, I do. www.ravencon.com. But. Um, but yeah, Rob's good. again. Rob is good people. I will say that about Rob. He is. Um, in fact, the beautiful thing about Rob is Hugo Nibble. Hugo Nibble. How Hugo many Nibble years have you had? Hugo Nibble. It's it's the Metafast diet. You know, I mean, I've become a cheap date because of the Metafast diet. Yeah. But you, um, you've lost some weight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but I was going to say the uh, um, the um, Rob is a Hugo and a Nebula winner. And he um, he he hosts this this. It's not really a panel so much as it's just a talk show. Every year at Astronomicon, it's called Astronomicon Tonight, and literally he pl- he plays it up like he's Johnny Carson, and he is so much fun. But what was really funny the story behind me and the first time I met Rob, I I was at Astronomicon Tonight. I go up to the panel. I sit down, and Rob pulls out a copy of Moravi. Pulls out a copy of Moravi, and he goes, "So, Mr. Morris, tell me about this book of yours, More Six." <laughs> <laughs> and I stare at the title, and this is the first time I notice it. <laughs> what about More One through Five? Well, that's that was the thing. I looked at him, and the, my, the thought in my head is, who the fuck are you? And I looked at him, and I was like, yeah, it answers all the unanswered questions between more one through five. And I was like, who is this guy busting my balls? I've never heard of you. Rob Sawyer, who the hell are you? I mean, and I hate to say this, I was thinking that at that point, who the hell are you, fat boy? Now, if you've seen him of late, He's can't call him that, that anymore. Yeah. So, I get home from Astronomicon, and I'm going, I'm, who find out who this Rob Sawyer guy is. I, I type in Rob Sawyer. Boom. I get like a million hits on Google. And then I pull up you know, winners of the Hugo. And I'm like, oh shit. Ooh. This guy was busting my balls? Man, I've arrived. You know? <laughs> and then when Legacy of Moravi came up, I said, hey Rob, I got a new book out. He goes, tell me what it is. I said, it's called More 7. But actually... We didn't think that would sell very well, so I went on ahead and called it Legacy of Moravi, and he was like, oh, that's a good title. I mean, <laughs> Rob's just a great guy. He's just a great guy. And and that's the thing that I, that I dig the most about Rob is that, especially when, when he's up in Canada, you think Rob is very accessible in, in the United States. When he's up in Canada, he's even said this to Mike and Evo he's, uh, of the Dragon Page. Uh, he said, when I go up to Canada... I can't be as cocky as I am in the United States. In the United States, it's all about being cocky. But in Canada, <laughs> Canadians will set you straight. They'll be like, no, 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 Mr. Sawyer, you can't act that way. 
So I really, I really dig Rob Sawyer. He's, 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 he's good people. He's good people. Very he good really people. is. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed meeting him. So what have we got planned? Well, this is for the two of you. What have we got planned for this year at the uh, at, at Balticon? What are we going to do for the podcasting track? Uh, Lancelot Big Spaceman. Oh, we definitely need to do another play, but we um, we're, we're kind of looking for a script right now. Um, other than that, uh, I'm thinking that you know maybe we'll uh, we'll blow up the hotel finale or something. No, <laughs> no, you got to let the comet hit it. Balticon, your Maryland regional sci-fi and fantasy convention, is looking for a new home. After our current hotel, the Hunt Valley Marriott, was flattened by a meteor strike this weekend, some wanted to just pack in the whole thing and wait for them to rebuild. Others wanted to shove the contract in the manager's face and demand they rebuild before Balticon 41. Still, others wanted to just find a nearby hotel until our normal hotel had been rebuilt. Those of us here at the Balticon podcast have a better idea. Balticon 41 in Hawaii. What could be better? All the great events you love from Balticon on the beaches of Waikiki. Join us for opening ceremonies while Larry Niven and Jerry Purnell surf the big waves up to the podium. Trek with art guest of honor and amateur astronomer Joe Bergeron up Haleakala for a breathtaking tour of the stars at 10,000 feet. And we do mean breathtaking. Drink 100% Kona at your coffee clutches. Visit with dolphins and humpback whales during our Dr. Doolittle competition. Can you talk to the animals too? Why should Balticon always be in Baltimore? Now is the perfect time to join the Balticon podcast in our bid to hold Balticon in Hawaii. Come to our Balticon in Hawaii bid parties at Worldcon in Los Angeles and DragonCon 2006. Be bold. Be a Balticon in Hawaii supporter. Well, everyone, that's another episode of the ADD cast. I want to thank Team Morris, and we will continue part two of our visit to the newly reconditioned and deathly quiet Imagine That Studios in just another week or so. I hope you all are ready for the holiday season, and I want to wish everyone a happy holidays. And uh, I think we're going to be talking about the whole war on Christmas thing uh, in the next couple of weeks. So until then, remember that uh, you can't control the stimulus, but you can control the response. This week's music comes to us from the PodSafe Music Network. The track is called Building Our Own Future, and it's from Howard Jones. I think it typifies what we're trying to do here in the podcasting world. Howard Jones is a, a great musician. I love his stuff from the 80s. And uh, this is a great chance for me to start getting back into his music and for you, too. So until then, uh, enjoy the music. I'm not coming back.
Take a stand. 